the college football experience, Missouri Tigers, 2022 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet. Get $200 in free bets, bet big win bigger with win bet. Head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. That's W Y N N B E T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. Yes. IP vanish is the official VPN of SGPN and they're offering 70% off. If you go to IP vanish.com slash SGP, that's IP vanish.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by SGPN discord. Yes. Make sure to check out our new discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. Hey, it's Scooby right here. AKA shark dog listening to SGP and let it ride. Twenty-two season preview episode. My name is Colby Swinging Dead to Base Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink, and um, I don't have stress, and I'm healthy. <laughs> oh, Missouri Tiger football. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Back to the days of Corby Jones, Brad Smith, Blaine Gabbert. You can go even further back. And uh, I mean, look, I remember watching them in the 90s against my buffs in the Big 12. I'm sorry, the Big Eight. The Big Eight first. It was the Big Eight back then. Uh, and it's a big year for the Missouri Tigers. That's why I'm bringing on our college, one of our college football analysts. If you listen to the college football experience, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former former Herndon basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, man? Oh, you know what's going on is we're talking Tiger football. It's a pivotal year for Eli Drinkwitz. And uh, he's got his work cut out for him. I think it's a, it's, it's pretty big here. You look at what Eli Drinkwitz in two years, he's just 11 and 12, 23 and 13 overall as a head coach. But you got to remember he walked into a great scenario when Scott Satterfield left Appalachian state. Not only did he leave that program hitting uh you know, it's peak as far as recruiting, also, he left a veteran team that Eli Drinkowitz walked right into and went 11 and one and, and kudos to Drinkowitz there. But I wonder, was it a little premature? I know there was, you know, he was an OC with Dave Doran. He was an OC at Boise state, but man, that's a big job to get for one, a one year sample size, walking into a, a great situation. Essentially, uh, as you've seen Appalachian state kind of has continued the momentum going 
you know, it seems seems like they're coach proof or Satterfield let them all or set them up very, very well. What do you make of Eli Drinkwitz? I think it's a big year, and I think it's safe to say he's on the hot seat in Columbia, Missouri, even though he's just in year three. Yeah, I'm only you know two years in the bags, and one of them was a COVID year. But come on, this is the SEC. If you're not getting it done and done quickly, they're going to move on. Um, I suppose I was brought on to this episode because I live in Raleigh and I've I've followed Drinkwitz for a while. Uh, he did a good job as the OC for NC State there for two or three years. Uh, and then I'm a, I'm an app state guy and yeah, he did a good job there too, but I, you know, echo everything you just said. He walked into a very nice situation, had a great year where they finished 12 and one, uh, you know, won the Sunbelt championship, but he, you know, he just had to, to kind of keep the ship afloat. He didn't have to worry about, you know, creating something or starting from, from the ground up. He really, I mean, he did a good job. Don't get me wrong, but he got hired as an sec head coach with only one year of college football head coaching experience. So at the time I, I remember telling you, we, when we may have even done a podcast, I was like, I don't know. I think it's kind of premature to hire the guy. Uh, and uh, you were right. This is very much a big year for the Missouri tigers and for drink wits himself. Uh, I, I do think if they don't make a bowl game, he might be fired. Now he, or, he is. Or- or if they make a bowl game like they did last year, six and seven, I don't know that that will cut it. And and maybe I don't I don't mean to cut you off, but maybe Gary Pinkle built this thing up so much. I mean, Gary Pinkle was fantastic. Yeah. I know he was, uh, you know, I mean, what, uh, twelve? I mean, a twelve win. Se- I mean, what, one, two, three, four, five double digit win seasons from two thousand seven to two thousand fourteen. In 2015, he did go five and seven. Then he retired because I think he had, I think he had leukemia. We're hoping, hoping the best for Gary Pinkle there. Uh, and then uh, Barry Odom steps in four and eight in year one, but then seven and six and eight and four, and then a six and six season, which is exactly what Drinkowitz has, <laughs> has been right. doing somewhat. He gets fired. So we had, uh, I, I thought that was unjustly in my opinion. I thought Barry, Barry Odom was doing a decent job. Uh, I maybe not as good as Gary Pinkle, but then again, I don't know if you go through the history of Missouri football, it is hard to find someone that was winning as much as Gary Pinkle. You'd have to go to Dan divine in the 1960s who was played in the movie Rudy. Um, yeah. They got that little bit of taste of success and, and they thought like any coach they bring in should be able to replicate that sometimes easier said than done, but I I'll tell you what, if we'll just jump into, I'll tell you that the one, the one good thing Drinkwitz is doing is that he is recruiting. Well, this year, uh, number seven in the sec, number 18th overall in the country year before that in his first year, 11th in the sec. I know that doesn't sound that great, but that's still equated to 27th best in the country. So you're talking about two top 30 recruiting classes. He is bringing talent into Columbia. Now the question is, I mean, that has to turn into results on the field soon. I mean, this year soon. Yeah. I mean, maybe the recruiting will buy him a fourth year. Let's if he did another, I don't know, seven and six or six and seven or, or six and six season. I don't know, but right. Maybe that would buy him one more year with the recruiting. That's but what it, I think. That's my hunch is that as long as they make a bowl game this year, and as long as it's, it looks, it looks like he's having another strong class coming in, they might give him another year. But but no bowl game, and I don't know. It might be the plug, or losing uh, losing the bowl game. I mean, they lost to Army in a bowl game. That's not a good look when when uh, you know the Black Knights come in and, and beat you. Um, but 
Let's get to it. Uh, Drinkwitz is also the offensive coordinator. Um, six starters back on offense. That's all right. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not good, but not great. I mean, in general, it's fifty-two percent of last year's offensive production, which ranks one hundred and fifth in the country. Yeah, yeah, fifty, and they were 59th in scoring offense a season ago, 49th in rush offense, sixty-six in pass offense, charting at sixty-first in total offense. Um. And to make things a little tricky, Connor Bazelak, their 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 star quarterback who started every game but one a season ago, he uh, he's now at Indiana. So Brady Cook appears to be the guy. He got the one start last year, but I do know Tyler Macon. We've heard Trent Trent Dilfer <laughs> say that the freshman Tyler Macon uh, reminds him of Steve McNair. Jack Abraham transferred in and Jack Abraham is a guy I'm familiar with because he was a starting quarterback a few years ago at Southern Miss. He transferred right. to Mississippi State last year. It didn't work out with him getting playing time with Coach Leach and the Bulldogs. And one, one thing too, yeah. uh, not to cut you off, but Macon was a freshman last year. And oh, yeah, so he played yeah. played a little bit. He he is gonna be a sophomore this year. But uh and then there's one one other guy too, the 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 true freshman this year coming in. The four star who's oh, supposed that, to be a pretty highly recruit, Sam Horn. That and I think maybe I'm getting them confused. I think that was the one that uh, that is is the the one that was compared to McNair. Um, either way, inexperienced. Well, yeah, you got I, four guys going for that quarterback job. Abraham's the most experienced as far as starts go. For sure. For but sure. I, I you know I've seen reports had him third on the depth chart. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Uh, August is a big month for the Missouri Tigers. Uh, the trans, I mean the run game, they went out in the transfer portal. We're going to key in on the transfer portal. Um, but Nathaniel Pete comes in from Stanford, which I think it was a great kid. I think he's kind of underrated. Um, five-star freshman Luther burden comes in at the wide receiver spot. And I've heard, you know, people have already raved about him from the spring game uh, and he'll be mixed. Maybe he'll be the next uh, Jeremy Macklin. Yeah. Kellen Winslow uh, senior. Yeah. Missouri is actually they produce some some pass catchers. You know, maybe he'll be the next uh Mel Gray. Yes. Yes. The next Justin Gage. Nice. Uh, nice. Who was the other uh the what was it? What was Brad, his name well, Brad Smith was a quarterback that ended up playing wide receiver in the NFL right? with the Jets. Uh Doriel Green Beckham. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, gr- really good in college, didn't really do much in the pros, but uh Victor Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, they so, keep. Uh, they Missouri keep it has, yeah, yeah, they've 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 pumped uh, some some pros as far as receivers go, you know. So maybe this is next up in the long line of good Missouri uh, Tiger well, uh, uh, receivers. Luther Burden chose Missouri over Georgia and Alabama, so that's saying something. That's a five star top ten recruit. Uh, Definitely, uh, he'll be he'll be in the mix with Mookie Cooper and uh, Toski Dove. Uh, Dub is the leading the leading receiver back from last year. I think the receiving core will be fine. Um, I think so now, but running backs, Tyler Beatty is going to be missed big time. I like I Pete mean, though. I think Pete's a little underrated. Uh, Pete is solid, but you know, if th- and that that big number, that loss of offensive production. Yeah, you know, so you can look at you know returning starters is only you know a number from from zero to eleven, or you can look at production and that because you know different players have more you know a weighted value to them. Beatty ran for sixteen hundred plus yards and fourteen touchdowns 
and he was the team's leading receiver as far as receptions. He caught That's 54 crazy. balls. That's just crazy. He was a huge part of that offense last year. Uh, Nathaniel Pete, I think is he's solid. He led Stanford in rushing last year. It was only like 400 and change yards. So it wasn't like he crushed it, but uh, he should step in as a starter. He's solid, but he's no Tyler Beatty. I don't think. Yeah, I would agree to that. But I think Pete is underrated a little bit. Uh, Stanford kind of went with the aerial attack last year. Um, and, and I know people think of Stanford as this power running team. That hasn't been the case the past, uh, I'd say year and a half, two years. Yeah. Um, Three of five starters are back on the O line, led by left tackle Javon Foster. Uh, defensively, they are breaking in. Well, they have two defensive coordinators, Blake Baker and DJ Smith. But get this: whatever's been happening in Columbia, Missouri, under Eli Drinkwitz, they have this is their third defensive coordinator in three years. So, uh, sound the alarm. So uh, they were 113th in scoring defense. So they didn't. They didn't even give them opportunities. Uh, 124th in rush defense, 29th in pass defense. But I think that stats a bit deceiving because teams were just running it against them. <laughs> 105th, <laughs> right. 105th in total defense. Eight starters are back on this on this defense. Three of four back on the defensive line. They got to find a way to make turnovers, let alone and, fix the run defense. And they do have two sets of good defensive ends in in Trajan Jeffcoat and Isaiah McGuire. So I, I mean, I think they can rush the passer uh, passer some. It's more about that interior D line and if they can help plug the run, which. They haven't been very successful at lately. Yeah, and uh, they got two linebackers back. Uh, uh, Chad Bailey, he's back. Uh, three back in the secondary, led by safety Martez Manuel. I'd argue too that uh, Chris Abrams Drain Drainy. If I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that, but that cornerback's got L, uh, NFL potential. Yeah, well, they they were active in the in the in the transfer portal too to to try to address this this uh, defense. We'll get to that. We're going to talk transfer portal. We're going to talk uh, Las Vegas's expectations for the Missouri Tigers uh, in 2022, and then we're going to go game by game on the schedule and 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 project what we think will happen with Eli Drinkwitz and the Missouri Tigers. But first, I got to get us paid. I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience, Missouri Tigers 2022 season preview episode is brought to you by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet, get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's W Y N N B E T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Yes, make sure to check out our brand new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. All right, we are back talking Mizzou Tiger football. The transfer portal is always something so huge. We touched base on the recruiting. Eli Drink was doing a solid job recruiting, but there's a new form of recruiting in college football that's been happening in the past couple of years, and that is the transfer portal. So we've been starting to grade this, and I hope you're subscribed on YouTube. You'll see the sweet graphics our uh, our graphics team put up. Subscribe to the college football experience on YouTube, and remember, folks. Missouri Tiger fans, 
subscribe to the college basketball experience. We just dropped our episode. Dennis Gates, uh, brand new head coach of the Mizzou Tigers. I think he's going to take them back to the tournament days, to the Doug Smith days. All right. There we go. Uh, subscribe, though, to the college basketball experience. We talk college basketball year round over there. We talk college football year round over here. Uh, the transfer portal. Uh, it's it's interesting. I, I'm curious how you would grade this, but uh, on here's what here's the incoming transfers. Defensive lineman Josh Landry from Baylor. Baylor's got a stout defensive line. I think Baylor's probably the best team in the Big Twelve on the line of scrimmage for 2022. So Landry's saying, "Let me get out of here and try to find a team I can help." Maybe it's the Missouri Tigers. You know they need it. Um, Tight end Tyler Stevens comes in from the Buffalo Bulls. Linebacker Tyron Hopper from Florida. He that that could will be a, be a starter. Yeah. Uh, quarterback Jack Abraham, who could end up being a big one uh, as far as starting experience goes. He is way ahead of anyone else on this roster at the quarterback spot. Uh, defensive lineman Ian Matthews from Auburn. Once again, I think this guy the, Matthews and Landry could be. Uh, there's one other one that I think on the on the defensive line could be impact players. Running back Nathaniel Pete. We just talked about offensive guard Benz Polger from Buffalo. Two guys from the Buffalo Bulls. Maction happening in uh, Columbia, Missouri. Linebacker Tyrone Hopper from North Carolina. So got to be brothers with Tyrone, yeah, right? Yeah, you got <laughs> got Hopper. Uh, stranger Things going on in Columbia, Missouri with <laughs> Hopper there. Um, defensive lineman Jaden Jernigan from Oklahoma State comes in. So I'm thinking between Jernigan, Landry, and Matthews beefing up that defensive line so you can actually stop the run a little bit, force some turnovers. That's another thing. They have good ends, you said. And, and I, I know you're right there, but this team wasn't like a they weren't a difference maker with with you know creating turnovers a season ago. Uh right. Cornerback Drayden Norwood comes in from Texas A and M, and I think that's one you should circle uh, because I think that could be an impact player. And also safety Joseph Charlton from Clemson. So that's a lot of pieces there. A lot of big schools. Can that pay off? I gotta touch base on what they lost though. They lost obviously Connor Basilek, uh, four star. Uh, he's now the, the starting quarterback of the Indiana Hoosiers. That, in my opinion, is a big loss. Yeah. Um, safety Stacy Brown's in the portal. They also lost uh, wide receiver J- uh, JV and Hester to the Oklahoma Sooners. Defensive lineman Benjamin Key is in the portal. They lost cornerback Zaquan Reeves to Coastal Carolina. They lost running back Simi Bakare to uh, to to Fresno State. They lost uh, this one I thought was decently big Makai Wingo to LSU. Um, they also lost safety Sean Robinson, who used to be a quarterback, to Kansas State. They lost uh, uh, safety Ben Langston to the portal. They lost. Uh, it was a few other ones there. Wide receiver Jay Macklin to North uh, Texas. I mentioned Jeremy Macklin before. It's got to be his little brother or something, yeah, right? Jay Mac- something. Going to Seth Latrell in the air raid in in Denton, Texas. Defensive end uh, Jatorian Hansford to South Florida. Safety Ismail uh, Berndine to TCU. Tight end Messiah Swinson to Arizona State. Tight end Daniel Parker to Oklahoma. I think that one could hurt too. Cornerback Chris Sheeran in the portal. Uh, linebacker Jamie Petway to Florida Atlantic. And defensive tackle Jamarian Gooch in the portal. 
I ask you, NC Nick, do you think overall did they win or lose the portal? I think they won it. I think they're bringing in several key pieces on defense along with Pete, the running back. And uh, yeah, I mean, they lost a couple guys, a couple, you know, quality players that, that, that were on the field last year, but uh, a lot of coming and going with this team, but I'm going to say they won it because they brought in positions of need who should step on the field and produce right, uh, right away. It's the Basilac one that makes me hesitate on thinking that they won it. Like, yeah. I, 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 I first was like, yeah, I mean, I losing Wingo to LSU, I think is pretty big. It's a four star. Um, I, we liked Basilac in his freshman season. I thought he had a very bright future. I mean, he didn't play awful uh, this past season. His stats weren't bad. I mean, he still threw for uh 65% completion percentage, you know, 16 touchdowns to 11 interceptions, probably a little too many picks. Um, 2,500 yards. He played solid, but I thought that this offense might be able to go to the next level this past year. And that never really happened. Uh, and that's maybe that's part, part of the reason why Brady cook got some time and Tyler Macon got some time, but uh, yeah, losing Basilac hurts. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then, I mean, I'm trying to go through Hester, you know, I had what 12 catches, 225 yards. Um, I'm trying to to see what these other guys did that 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 took the hit in the portal. Some of those tight not, ends, not too much. Yeah, that's why I'm going to say overall, I think they won. I think they brought in more than they lost. Once again, Drinkwitz is doing a good job bringing in talent. Yeah, I I think Makai Wingo though could be could be a a guy that uh, they regret. You know, I think Wingo and Basilak, yeah. two two big pieces that they lost. Um, let's hop. I'll say slight win, slight win. I kind of think it's a wash, but slight win. It depends how that quarterback play is for this sure. year. Um, yeah. Uh, but let's hop and into this before What's we that? go into this year's schedule. Let's talk a little bit about last year, if you don't mind. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Missouri went six and six regular season, lost in the bowl game to Army, finished with a six and seven record. They were basically at a four and four mark. They lost the to only- Boston College without Phil Jerkovic. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 backup was really bad. Well, when they were four and four, you know their only wins at that point were against Central Michigan in a, a game that was way too close for comfort, Week One at home. Then they beat Southeastern Missouri State, North Texas, and Vandy. And mm. at that at that point, I was like, man, they might they might not get to five hundred. They might not make a bowl. They had four. SEC games left. Sure enough, they went two and two in those games. They got beat pretty soundly at Georgia and at Arkansas, but they were able to knock off the Gamecocks of South Carolina by three at home and beat Florida with their interim head coach by one in no, no, no. at home. That was the game that got Mullen fired because you remember Drinkowitz said, uh, may the force be with you after he beat him. So uh <laughs> Okay. Uh, a, lot, a lot of controversy there on that, but uh, drink with gotcha. between that comment and the, uh, when he, when it, when he got uh, in the job at Missouri saying our goal is to win the Sunbelt conference <laughs> championship. Uh, if, every if there's year. Missouri fans listening out there, I'm sure they <laughs> don't want us to bring this up, but I, so obviously his first opening, uh, you know, he just got hired the press conference. He obviously meant to say our goal is to win the sec, but no, 
his one year at App State was still <laughs> in the back of his mind, I guess. And he said, "Our goal was to win the Sun Belt." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our goal is to win the Sun Belt championship. I think, <laughs> and a bowl game with class, integrity, and academic excellence. First off, to to be saying that in general for an SEC school, fucking hilarious, <laughs> fucking hilarious. But um, if Missouri's in the Sun Belt East this year, do they win it? <laughs> no. No, I feel very good about that. I think well, Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina are better than them. The um, reason why I brought up last year was that they they really had to scratch and claw their way and get a little fortunate to get to that bowl game. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then in the bowl game though, you watched Army, the Black Knights, who I was on as a live dog, uh, take them down, man, and that I mean. <laughs> What do you think of that? What do you what do you make of that? It's a bowl game, so I'm not gonna put too much stock into it. I thought it was kind of a bad matchup for Missouri with that bad rushing defense. So uh I don't know. I'm not gonna put too much stock into that. I think we've established a fact that Missouri was fairly average last season, all the way throughout, including the bowl game. And uh let's see what they can do this year. All right, let's hop into it. If you're watching on YouTube, you see the sweet graphic here. The win total is at five and a half, and believe it or not, the juice is uh, so it's minus one thirty-five on the under, plus one fifteen on the over. So basically, Vegas is telling you that they see it being five and seven the the season for the Missouri Tigers. First, if that's true, NC Nick is Eli Drinkwitz the head coach next year. I want to say no. I mean, I think we've we kind of discussed this yeah. earlier on. It's like yeah, I think he needs to make a bowl game. I mean, with Urban Meyer out there, bring in Urban <laughs> Meyer, guys. Let's do this. Um, it's the SEC. Come on, get him. Uh, let's hop into it. Let's let's get to the schedule because I think this is going to be a very interesting game on Thursday night to open the season against the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. What do you make of this matchup? Well, I mean, Louisiana Tech has a new head coach. They're starting from you know starting over pretty much. I think Missouri can win this game at home. I think so too, but I still think if you're not on, like Louisiana Tech was better than their record last year. Yeah, I and agree. and I I thought they did a fairly decent job in the portal, bringing in some guys that know his system. He brought in a uh, you know Sonny Cumbie's the the head coach. He brought in some some uh, quarterbacks that played with him when he was the interim head coach there uh, at uh, at uh, Texas Tech. So I do think there might be a sense of f- f- uh, you know f- familiarity with that offense and and trying to be able to. Uh, it's almost like Norvell at Colorado State. Yeah, but I, I, I'm with you. I'll go Missouri one and L. Yeah, week two. They head to Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Take on the Kansas State Wildcats. If you are betting the over, I'm going to say you got to get out of the month of September three and one. This is a huge one to circle. It really, it really is. It's a it's a winnable game, but it's tough. It's a very tough road trip it, in the middle of nowhere. I think I think we're both pretty high on Kansas State th- this year with uh, Martinez coming over at quarterback and Deuce Vaughn in the backfield. Uh, it's going to be a good game for sure. I, I, there's no way this game is, is lopsided either way. 
but I'm going to go ahead and go with the home team. I think Kansas state wins. Well, especially if you don't have this run game fixed. So Colin Klein's the new offensive coordinator at Kansas state. And if you remember Colin Klein played quarterback, he was a very good quarterback, but more so on the running side of things. Well, Adrian yeah. Martinez transfers in. And one of the complaints that I had with Nebraska and Scott Frost last year was they, they tried to make him like a drop back passer. Well, with Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez, I actually expect Colin Klein, Colin Klein to do some speed option. And I think watch out, watch out. If you don't have that run game fixed or that run defense fixed, I'm sorry. Um, they're not a team you want to play as far as explosive running. I mean, we saw it last year. I mean, even Adrian Martinez, they were three and nine, but he had certain plays where he'd rip off like an 80 yard touchdown run. Um, yeah. uh, I think that's a, a bad matchup for them and they need to have that fixed right away. Give me K state to win that. All right. We're in agreement. One-on-one week three, the Abilene Christian wildcats, two wildcats in a row. Um, <laughs> Abilene Christian a season ago, NC Nick, they were five and six in the FCS. They lost to SMU 56 to nine. Mm. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that is a dominating win by Missouri at Columbia, yes. you know, at Fer- Ferret field. Uh, yes. And then this is to me the biggest game of the season, the SEC opener, because I think it did. Yeah. You could still lose that K State game sure. if you get this win here in the opener at Jordan Hare. Hugh, I mean, both coaches. You could make the case completely on the hot seat. Um, I am gonna take Auburn to win that game. I think it's gonna be a very close game, though. So I, I mean, at w- Kansas State and uh, and at Auburn is tough. Uh, if you look. Last year, the only road win that Missouri had was at Vandy. I'm not ready to say they're going to walk into Auburn and win, even if Auburn is down. I'm not high on Auburn this year, but you're telling me that they couldn't win at Boston College with the backup quarterback last year because there's no there's no environment there at all. Yeah, that's a good Uh, point. Yeah, I mean, even that win at Vandy, it was probably closer than it should have been last year, 37-28. I want to go Auburn. Two and two. I, I'm with you. So I got them two and two, and then SEC doing them no favors with the Georgia Florida back to back here. Home to Georgia, and then at the swamp, they're going to lose both two and four. Yes. yes. Yeah. They, they beat Florida last year, like we mentioned. They're not beating Florida two years in a row, especially in the swamp. And I, I know Dan Mullen is, is a high school coach in Georgia right now, but Dan Mullen, I thought, Got a raw deal at Florida. Thought he should have got another year. He went to yeah. the SEC championship the year before. Right. I'm sure as you're watching that Florida game, he might say, "May the force be with you, Eli Drinkowitz." <laughs> uh, uh, if they uh, <laughs> if they lose that one, because they got a bye week and then they're home to Vanderbilt, and this is their chance to save their season. That bye week, get your focus together. You're two and four. If you beat Vanderbilt, which I think they will, they'll be three and four. Right. Yeah, I do have them beating Vandy. Let me just say though, I think Vandy's going to be a little bit improved this year under second year under Clark Lee. I just mentioned that last year with the 37-28 was probably too close for comfort, too close to what it should have been. Uh I had I do have Missouri winning this. Give me the W there, but I'm just saying that it's not a gimme. Don't yeah. don't just like circle this as an easy W. This this isn't like Abilene Christian. I still think Ferret Field. If this was at Vandy, maybe I'd be I'd be buying into that a little more. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, three and four, and this is what I mean. This is their opportunity right here. They got to get their shit together right here. Halloween weekend, they're heading to Williams Bryce Stadium, take on South Carolina in Columbia. 
They beat South Carolina last year. I think South Carolina is going to beat them this year, but uh, this is to me, this stretch right here is the future of Eli drink was this three game stretch that we're going to go through and starting with South Carolina. Uh, I got them losing this. So I got them at three and five. Yeah. I mean, Missouri has won three in a row in the series, including the game you mentioned last year, but on the road here, South Carolina's better this year than they were last year. You could tell towards the end of the year, South Carolina was, was playing better ball. And you know what? That was without a quarterback. Uh, yeah. They had, year. they had like a, the G the, the, the GA Zeb <laughs> Nolan still had a year of eligibility. They had a in. revolving door <laughs> of, of, of bad quarterbacks last year. They actually have a quarterback this year. I'm going to go Gamecocks. Me too, but I'm just saying, if, if they were to find a way to get a win there, yeah, it's it's not, or, a, or, it's not a slam dunk South Carolina win, so it, it's a it's a winnable game, sure. Or here, like to me, this yeah. this three game stretch, and unfortunately, two of these are on the road. I think your best chance for the win is actually going to be right here, Saturday, November fifth, against the Kentucky Wildcats. And uh, Drinkwitz is one and one against Kentucky. Lost last year in a close game. I think it was a seven point game, uh, but beat them in 2020. Well, here's a, I mean, Kentucky's, this is the second end of a back-to-back away for Kentucky. They're at Tennessee the week before. So I, I could see Kentucky, I could see a picture where they, they be, if they were to beat Tennessee, they're, they're smelling their stuff a little too much. And then they get upset at fair field. Cause Kentucky, I do think slightly overrated based on what all these people are projecting. I think they're still a solid team. I think they're, they're I'd still favor them to beat Missouri. But I, I will I, say, I believe uh, Chris Rodriguez, the uh, Kentucky running back, ran for 200 plus last year on Missouri. That's the I'm thing. Gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna go Kentucky. Me too. I am. But I'm saying, like, if they, if they're gonna hit that, I think that's Auburn and the Kentucky game, two biggest games of the season, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so I got them. What? That's at three and six. Then, so they got to win out. And then they head to Neyland Stadium to take on Hendon Hooker and the Tennessee Volunteers. Wasn't that long ago that Josh Heupel was the offensive coordinator of the Missouri Tigers. Now that's right. He's going against them. I am taking Tennessee to get that done. I think I agree, man. Three and seven. Then they're home to SEC foe, newest SEC foe, New Mexico State. The Aggies uh, just joined in the past decade. And uh, <laughs> there's a win. Catch my sarcasm. Uh, yeah, there's your win for 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 what that puts them at what four, four, and then they're home on a short week to the Arkansas Razorbacks. You know, I might even give them that. I, but between the two home games versus I'm Kentucky with, versus I'm Arkansas, they'll get one of those. But I think that both that that has us both at five and seven, and that has us both at the under. And that has us both with Eli Drinkwitz looking for a new OC gig next year. Uh, or, or, I mean, maybe a Sunbelt team, maybe Texas state calls them. I don't know, but uh, that makes me think then, you know, I'm on the under, you're on the under next year. Do they, do they, do they try to call Hugh freeze? Do they try to call urban Meyer? Do they try to call Gary Patterson? You know, I feel like, like Meyer needs like a, uh, he, he almost needs to be like Rick Pitino and, and you know, even though what they did is totally different, but, but like get like a smaller job before you're eligible. If there was one, <laughs> you know, if there was job. one conference that would take the, take the bait though, I feel like it would be the sec. Sure. Right. So I, I think you should at least explore that Avenue, but also like, like, like we said, uh, Hugh freeze. I know Auburn yeah, wanted to get him. Yeah. Um, after that, I don't know. You got to start, you know, I, 
let's Sur- let's cross that bridge when we yeah. get to it. Drinkwitz isn't fired yet. He he can still save the season. He can still salvage his job. Uh, a lot of those games I thought were 50, 50 games. You mentioned it, the K state game, the Auburn game, South Carolina game, the Kentucky game. They could go either way here. This team was able to get to a bowl game last year. It's certainly with the, with the realm of possibility this year, but, uh, yeah, even though he's recruiting well and bringing in talent, I don't see it on the field yet. I'm going under. Oh, I love the under, and I think it might be a lock worthy. Um, yeah. uh, I'm gonna build you a case for him to get fired early. Ready? Yeah. Louisiana Tech pulls the upset. <laughs> right? Then they lose at K State. They beat Abilene Christian. They, Dude, if he loses those first two games, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> then you're gonna be one and five. That might and, be your case right there. <laughs> yeah. He and on the bye week they fire him. Right. I mean, I, I, if you lose to Louisiana Tech and K State, I mean, it's going to be scorching hot. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, yeah, especially if then you lose to Auburn, Georgia, Florida, and you're one and five. Uh, yeah, if you're one and five, he's toast, man. Uh, that's what I'm saying. They might even give like the, I mean, the DC. Obviously, he's the OC. Someone a chance to be interim after that to see if they can stay. I don't know though, because they're they're brand new DCs. There's no, there's yeah. no. It. I guess he's probably going to go the whole year. I would say that. But uh, I'm on the under. NC Nick's on the under. Subscribe to the College Football Experience, people. Uh, as we talk college football year round here, we're breaking out all 131 teams. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. And also, like I said earlier, subscribe to the College Basketball Experience because me, NC Nick, Patty C, we're, we're talking college hoops year round. Love the Dennis Gates hire. Go listen to that episode. We just dropped, uh, you know, us, us examining that hire and, and breaking down the good, the bad. Are they in a better state? in 2022 than they were in 2021 with Quanzo Martin. We got you covered there. Also check out the college baseball experience I do with Noah Beanick and obviously the sports gambling podcast. I mean, come on, this is uh if you haven't checked out the sports gambling podcast, you're missing out. Already doing NFL futures if you're a Kansas City uh Chiefs fan. Uh we're going team by team uh doing doing uh basically season recap and also what they're going to take on their their over and under and what players could be big in fantasy football, just a, a true breakdown of, of the team. So go check that out. Uh, sports We also just had some great guests on Mike Leach, Pat McAfee, check all that stuff out. Uh, a lot of other great podcasts going on the MLB gambling podcast. I know there's some, there's some St. Louis Cardinal fans probably listening to this. Check out the MLB gambling podcast. Check out the NBA gambling podcast. All those other things. we got the world cup coming. So check out the, uh, the soccer gambling podcast, all this stuff. I mean, it, it, if you get the SGPN app, you'll have access to all of that or hop in the discord channel and chat it up with us. All right, folks, we're both on the under. This is the college football experience, Missouri tiger style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. We're all, all, our coaching did a horrible job. Of They're begging us. Please have a party. Be the great.